turn to our New Testament lesson in Luke chapter 1. Beginning in verse 39. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And, his, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant, Israel, in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Turn now to our Old Testament lesson, Psalm 103. Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, So the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, for he knows our frame. 
He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place is known no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Join me in prayer. Lord, please open our eyes and our ears to hear the word inspired by your spirit through David. Lord, may we be shaped by it and fashioned more and more into the likeness of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, fill in us a love and an awe of you that we would call out and bless your name. We pray these things in the name of Christ. Amen. As we've been going through the Psalms, we've encountered many different types of Psalms. And perhaps the one that we would think of, first of all, would be a Psalm of praise, because that's how we tend to use them. We use them in worship all of the time, but we use them mostly in terms of praise. But we've also seen how they're used in wisdom. They're used in Psalms of confidence and in lament, and in last week, and in precatory Psalms. But here we see a psalm that is calling us to bless the Lord, to praise the Lord, to, and even to thank the Lord. And I want to look at those three words just very briefly, because they are all forms of praise, forms of worship to the Lord. But we say praising the Lord, we're lifting him up and his, his attributes, his mighty deeds. We, we can praise, look at the Lord, look at what he has done, look how great he is and how high he is. But we can also thank the Lord. There's a slight difference there, right? Look at what the Lord has done for me. Thank you for that. Thank you for what you have done. And in our text here, the words that are used by the psalmist are bless the Lord. That's not often a term that we would use, but it's along the same lines of praising him. Bless the Lord. Lord, may you be lifted up. May you receive all honor and glory and power, all majesty May it be to you another form of worshiping and praising the Lord. This can catch us off guard a little bit because when you hear the word bless, you may think of something that occurs because it is said. Because that's how God blesses us. If I, I'm blessed by the Lord with a son, you know what that means? That means that he actually gave me a son. We, ha we, have, we have a child and we are so blessed by that. When I say that, that means that God has done something and it really has occurred. But when I bless the Lord, I cannot make something happen out of the power of my word. And I'm not 
saying something, speaking it into existence. When I bless the Lord, I'm not doing something out of my worthiness or my ability, but rather I'm attributing it to him because of his worthiness and his ability. We see examples of this throughout the Bible. In Jude, there's an excellent example. Now to him, this is Jude uh, verse 24, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, authority, before all time and now and forevermore. It's not his words that give that to God, but he's blessing him, he's lifting him up. It is God's worthiness, God's might and authority that make it so. Now, the call of our passage here we see is to bless the Lord. And what he says in verse 2, to follow it up, he says, and forget not all his benefits. He's calling to himself, the psalmist. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, all that is within me. He's calling on himself to do something and he says, don't forget, because we are prone to forget God's goodness to us. We are prone to forget his greatness and his majesty. And it's not that it is something that we, you know, we don't remember anymore. It's not like we actually don't know it, but we forget it not, only in our, not just in our heads, we forget it in our hearts. It grows old and cold. And then when there's no fire left in our heart, then it drifts to the back of our mind. We forget it here, and we forget it here. This is what the Lord called on Israel. to. He said to remember, to remember, to remember. We read in Deuteronomy 4, Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. Further down, he reminds them, Deuteronomy 4.23, Take care lest you forget the covenant of the Lord which he made with you and make, the carved, and make a carved image, the form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you. And our forgetfulness and our coldness as things grow old and fall out of our mind, we are then drawn to other loves and to false worship, to idolatry. Has this happened to you? Has the greatness of God's love grown old or cold in your heart? Have you come to worship only to find that you can't bring yourself just to bless the Lord. You, you may show up. You may say the words. You may sing the words. But why is my soul not blessing the Lord? Listen to the psalmist as he calls his own soul to bless the Lord. This is a needed encouragement for weak people like us. 
But the passage calls us to remember the benefits of the Lord. That is, the accomplishments that God has done on your behalf. In doing so, we will be moved to bless his name. And I do want to stress that as the text calls us to not to, to, uh, and forget not all his benefits, this is not calling you to lift the gifts above the giver. You may have heard, heard that sort of phrase before. But rather we're looking to the gifts so that we re- may remember the giver, that we may bless his holy name, to look at what he has given us. And as he goes through this, Uh, we can see him looking back in the history, the great deeds of God done in ages past. He remembers the deeds done through the works of salvation. And he remembers who God is in comparison with us. And we'll look at those different sections as we go through. Remembering his deeds of old, this is most clearly seen in verse 7. It says, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. He revealed to Moses his word, histories that Moses never could have seen or heard, but with divine inspiration, he was able to pen down the creation of all things through the power of his word and the accounts of his forefathers, which were surely passed down, but were inspired infallibly through his spirit. The great and mighty deeds that God has done throughout history, he revealed to Moses. And not only that, not only those things in his history, but all of Israel, and we now can look back to what he has done, his acts and deeds that he had done through Moses for Israel. That he had sent the plagues upon Egypt and delivered them from generations of oppression, that he led them out and guided them, that he spread the Red Sea, that he brought them to Sinai and they saw his awesome power as he preserved them with the manna through the wilderness. The mighty deeds of old that God has done that show who he is. Right? It's not that just he's mighty, it's not just that he's powerful, but verses, the verses surrounding that, we see what it means. It says, verse 6, the Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. It is not just that he is powerful, but that his actions that he does perform, they reveal his character. They reveal his worthiness. It's not just, wow, that was a really powerful thing God did. But No, he did that out of compassion. He spread the Red Sea, not just to show off or flex, but he did it out of love for his people. He did it to preserve them, to show compassion that reveals the character of God, not just his power. He is shown to be merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. 
is common advice in marriage when, if, you know, eventually as things may grow old or cold in your heart, to look back on why you fell in love in the first place. Why did you get together in the first place? What, what, what was that fire so long ago in the first place? Remember those times. What were, what were those poems that he wrote you? What were those, what were those uh, things that she did and, or made for you? Or what were those conversations that you had that bonded you so close together? Remember those things of old. Look back and remember. And it's very good advice to look back and remember not just the things that they have done, but also that character, that person that you're so close to, that you were so bonded with, that you were so in love with. Look back to those things. Look back to the mighty, <laughs> the deeds of old. And you will remember that love. You will bless that love. That's the same advice we're getting here. Look back on the deeds of old. And if David could do this, if Moses and the Israelites can do this, how much more can we do this who have received the full revelation, who have seen the power of the Son, Jesus Christ? If they can bless God only seeing the shadow, only seeing a hint of what was to come, knowing he is full of steadfast love but not seeing the fullness of it, we all the more can bless the name of the Lord, knowing that the Father sent his only begotten Son. So great his love for us. Knowing that Christ became flesh, that he lived a perfect life, the life that we could not live. That he died on the cross, dying the death that we deserve. That he brought salvation into the world through an act in history. Look back to the mighty deeds of old. That the Holy Spirit would cause this Christ to be incarnate. That he would come at Pentecost in power. That he would show the miracles of God. God's mighty hand in history. Truly. God is great. Truly, God is powerful. And truly, his character is shown through these acts of majesty and glory and compassion towards us. Remember what he has accomplished and bless the Lord. Blessed are you, Lord. You have given your son. May you be blessed with thousands upon thousands, millions upon millions that they would love and adore you. Bless you, Christ, that you have died to bring life. May life follow you with praises and glory through eternity. Oh, Lord, you have worked miracles through your spirit. Spirit, may you be blessed. May you be blessed in eternity and in might. Not because we may enact that upon God, but because he is worthy. We see in the, the next section 
remembering not just the works that he has done in history, but really his work of salvation done for you. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, this is verse 11, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. What a profound knowledge of the salvation God imparts. And that by David, who only saw the signs and shadows of what was to come. He could see the sacrifices, and he could see in the history the great things of God. But this language of as far as the east is from the west, how profound, how true. If you are a Christian, this is, this is the news that brought you in with joy. That God would pardon you, a sinner. That he would bring you into his family. That he would be a father to you. That you could have this peace with God. Remember his work of salvation for you. These are often verses that are used as a source of peace. Know that you are saved. Look how far away your sin is from you. Look how secure you are in the Lord. And that is a good use for them. But what is the psalmist using them for? At the beginning and the end of the passage, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And everything in between is to build you up to do that. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And so this information, this news, this, this, this sin being parted from us as far as the east is from the west, God's steadfast love being as high above the earth as the heavens, that's not just to make us feel secure, but us to be in awe of him, to look on the Lord and his majesty, to look on the Lord and his great compassion, look what he has done for us, to, in, to lift our hearts to praise and worship him, not just be comfortable, but to act out in worship. If you are familiar with the movie The Lion King, we have Simba off far away from home, living a, I guess, a bachelor's life doing his own thing, not living up to his responsibilities as king. But one day he received this message from his father who had passed up in the sky. He calls down on him and he calls him and he says, remember who you are. He has to remember what he is supposed to do. And in that memory, in that being brought forward to the front of his mind, he is spurred on to action. That memory puts a fire in him and he does what he is supposed to do. He acts accordingly. Remember who you are. 
And so, too, we as Christians, we have to remember who we are in Christ. Look at who we are in Christ and what he has done for us. And in that memory, we are then spurred on to such action. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Because I remember who I am in him. What he has done for me. Bless the Lord. Bless, bless God the Father who has called us from eternity. May he be praised for eternity. Bless the Son who brought us light and life. Bless the Spirit who has applied it to us. Bless their holy name. This is the attitude of one who remembers the Lord and his benefits. And the passage says he remembers too. Verse 14, he says, For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for the man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his commandments and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. He remembers that we are dust. We are fading, withering flowers. Our power fades. As we age, we, our intellect fades. Our physical strength fades. Everything about us will fade. But God, who is eternal, his power and his dominion is infinite. It does not wane. It does not fade. It is, it is power beyond imagining from infinity past to infinity future. And God remembers us. God thinks upon us. What a great, glorious thing that all things are under his dominion. That all things are held in his hand. That not a single thing happens without him knowing. All things are under his dominion and under his kingdom. He rules over all that majesty and might that is a present reality. Furthermore, we know that God has put all things under the feet of Christ, the spotless lamb, wounded for our transgressions. God has always been the God who is full of steadfast love and compassion, but now Given this revelation, we see it more clearly that the one who came and gave his life for us is the one who rules over, who, the one who will rule through eternity. What great compassion, what great love. And it can be seen all the more clearly now for those who have seen Christ, who have heard of the risen Lord and put their trust in him. Your God, your Lord, the one who holds dominion over all things, has purchased you 
with his own blood. In the closing verses, 20, 21, and 22, David circles back to say, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. But he's not just calling on himself to bless the Lord. He's been showing all the reasons to bless the Lord, to lift him up. But now he calls, now that he's invigorated with this remembering of what God has done and what God has done in himself in salvation and who God is, he calls on his angels, on God's hosts and armies and ministers and all the works and all the places. He calls on everything else. You also praise the Lord. Look at what he has done. Look at who he is. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. All you angels, all you hosts, all you his works. And this reflects back on the structure of his psalm as he refers to them as the ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. That same word that he gave to Moses. The same word through which he works his mighty deeds of old. Bless the Lord all his hosts who do his will. And God has shown his will to be that for the salvation of many. Bless the Lord all his works and all places of his dominion. As we see in the last section, that God rules over all things. This compassionate and loving, gracious, almighty God. And he finishes again. Bless the Lord, O my soul. In these things, in these ways, let us remember what God has done. Let us remember what he has done in history, what he has done in our lives, and our hearts. He is the one who has forgiven all your sins. He is the one who heals all your diseases. He is the one who has brought salvation into the world, who has united you to his son, who has given you a future, given you a hope, given you a family. He has not just taken your sin and forgiven it. He has taken it away from you. And that will be completed upon death or upon his return that you will be made glorified through the power of our Father in heaven. And so, in all these things, let's bless his holy name. Pray with me. Lord God, you are high and lifted up. We cannot fathom your greatness. You spoke and the world came into being. You breathed into the dust of the ground and formed and fashioned us. Lord, you preserved your people. You guided them. You gave them your word. You showed them your might and miracles. Lord, you are great and awesome. Oh, Lord, may you receive all honor and glory, all power and majesty. It belongs to you. You alone are worthy. We lift up your name. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for all that you have done. We praise you with all that is in us. These things we pray 
In Christ's name, amen.